Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. Here to help you take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow or just simply chat about communication stuff. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by Becky and Jasmine. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. And we're talking about procrastination, um, that very noble art of delaying or postponing something. Um, Now, everyone procrastinates let's be honest, in some form or another. And it's not something to feel guilty about. But what we can do is work out why we are procrastinating and what we can do about it. And also, I'm really struggling to say procrastination, procrastinating, etc. So um, (laughs) bear with me. Um, So do you know your procrastination type? And do you know what we mean if we were to tell you to eat that frog? Okay, so without further ado, so Becky and Jasmine, um, shall we talk a little bit first about some theories around procrastination and what it is and why we do it? Sure. So um, nice description there of procrastination. I also have some I found as well about unnecessarily but voluntarily delaying tactics, even though we know that we shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's probably for most of us, we can relate to that we know we shouldn't be doing it but actually we might do other things first or delay put it off for one reason or another Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it stressful it's because you know you should be doing it but (laughs) you don't (laughs) and um and actually one of the the sort of myths myth busters one of the things I looked at was that actually most people think that if you procrastinate that you're it's because you're lazy or inefficient or you kind of beat yourself up about it quite a lot mm-hmm. don't yeah, you that's true. yeah whereas yeah. actually there's always reasons for you know there are main reasons why you procrastinate I wish I didn't have to say the word so much because I'm <laughs> struggling <laughs> um which yeah which is we we tend to procrastinate when there's a fear there and that's what you have to do don't you is identify what that fear or threat is and then you can kind of get into why you're doing it and, so, and solve it. Mm-hmm. So I came across something that was called time inconsistency, um, which refers to the tendency of the human brain to value immediate rewards mm-hmm. more highly than future rewards. So, and that's then linked to our inability to manage negative moods around a mm-hmm. certain task, which is probably why we will then delay stuff we don't like and we won't delay on things that we enjoy that's really interesting because I definitely reward myself when I've done stuff like at work (laughs) so like oh if I finish this 
whatever it is, I'll make myself a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't make my cup of tea until I've finished whatever I'm working on. So that's totally true. I like mm. I like rewarding rewards. Yeah, and that kind of instant, as you said, not to go too deep into that, but um, the there's quite famous experiments, isn't there, with kids where you say, you know, you can have a chocolate now, or if you wait half an hour, I'll give you two chocolates. So I'm basically a child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. But, <laughs> but it's that it's that immediate mm. reward. And that's what we want, that immediate reward. So we don't we we don't want to delay and yeah. wait half an hour for two. You'd be like, yeah, just give me that chocolate just, right now. Just give, or give me the cup of tea. Yeah. Just give me that. That's cup a grown-up reward, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, but generally it is as you say, there, Jasmine, it's because it's usually something we don't want to do, isn't it? And that's why we procrastinate over something. Yeah. Or it might be, I don't know, we don't we don't know how to do it or we find it boring or we feel overwhelmed. That might mm-hmm. be other reasons why we don't, don't yeah, do I stuff think, or delay. I think when there's a really big task at hand as well, sometimes that can seem really scary or you don't know how to tackle it or to start tackling it and so sometimes it's easier to do other things or Mm -hmm. we do start procrastinating around it because it's such a big thing um so rather than hitting it head on or using some of the tactics that we'll talk about um we do other things instead yeah delay delay and shall we and on that shall we because we were talking a little bit before weren't we and then we were like stop talking we need to save it for the for the podcast um is the different sort of procrastination types or traits or personalities Um, and we all came across something a bit different didn't we but I think they're essentially the the same but just have different labels I think so yeah so the four profiles I've got are a performer which is the kind of feeling that I work well under pressure Um, and I think this kind of links to kind of like striving for perfectionism but people within this profile struggle with getting started um, we've got the self-deprecator and that kind of theme is I'm so lazy um, and they think they're really lazy so they have to do more and more so they really struggle with taking a break uh, we've got the overbooker I'm so busy uh, <laughs> so they've got so much on or they feel like they've got so much on and therefore they create chaos for themselves in one way or another and then we've also got the novelty seeker um, kind of they'll be doing something and then oh I've got a really good idea um they like shiny objects these people <laughs> stop I can see you looking at me through the screen stop it <laughs> so these people are really good at making decisions and taking action but they struggle with um consistency and actually completing tasks because they get distracted by other things shiny things quite <laughs> <laughs> exciting and shiny that thing is but maybe there. um entrepreneurs are really there that's quite a theme for entrepreneurs so maybe just an entrepreneur Jenny that's yeah let's reframe it and say that's exactly <laughs> what I am you are welcome <laughs> yeah and I do you know I came across very similar similar ones yeah it's called slightly different things but again yeah there was the perfectionist I think that comes out doesn't it where you're actually you get quite scared to even start a task because it's not going to be perfect first time mm-hmm. it's you know it needs to be a rough draft before or you need to do it in little pieces and it's not going to be this amazing project that gets completed in a set amount of time there was um an interesting one as well 
that I came across was the defier, which oh. was like people who don't just don't like to be told what to do. And I was like, that's interesting. So people oh. who like, you know, if you say, give them a task and they're like, oh, I hate that you've told me that I have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought, and now I'm going to not do it Yeah, now I'm going to not cut my nose off to spite my face, um, which I thought was quite interesting. But yeah, similar ones like people pleasers. So people actually who take on too much and then they're stretched too thin and then you Mm -hmm. get that kind of slight paralysis in terms of having too much and then so you just don't start anything because you yeah you've just got you're just stretched too thin um the worrier as well so worrying that I don't know what I'm doing I don't know Mm -hmm. where to start if I do it I'm going to do it wrong and then everyone's going to judge me so again just then delay doing that that I think there's I think what everyone will find is there's little bits of each profile that mm, we all have. I was just going to say that. Mm. Sorry, Jasmine. No, that's <laughs> gone. <laughs> so we all have like, we might fit into one box for like what we inherently do when we've got lots of tasks or we're managing our to-do lists or like bigger workloads. But I think there's like little bits of each profile that we'll all find in ourselves. Like you, you said about people pleasing, Jenny, like, Maybe yeah. it's inherent in the industry that we work in, um, or it's also just like a learned characteristic from your surroundings or your peers. Mm-hmm. But I think we all, to a certain degree, have a level of people pleasing. Like we want people to like us and we want mm. to do a good job and then someone to tell us we've done a good job. So there's always, I think, going to be an element of wanting, putting other people's needs first, perhaps, or giving mm-hmm. things more attention or making it look like you're giving more attention so that you get it back. Mm-hmm. Or psychologically, you think that if you do that, you'll get it back and people will like you. Yeah. Or oh, even better, if someone asks you to help something and you can please them and completely avoid the task you should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Yippee! Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> I'll put this down. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. I can leave the job that I'm supposed to be doing and absolutely <laughs> help you on yours. Um, yeah, and I think, I think for me personally, I think, yeah, I'm a mix of a few things and I think there's absolutely the people pleasing. There's... Absolutely. I can have a bit of a all or nothing approach where mm-hmm. I feel like if I can't set an amount of time aside to get it all done, then I don't feel, I feel like a bit of a failure that I haven't got that task completed in one go. So therefore mm-hmm. I feel like there needs to be a chunk of time there to do it. So then it doesn't even get started because who has a great big chunk of time to work on something? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. What, you <laughs> do what, 24 hours a day? <laughs> yeah, like, so I think I'm a real victim of that rather than just getting something in draft, just starting or getting something in draft and put down on paper that you can edit in pieces. Like I'm, a yeah. bit of, I'm a bit of an all or nothing person. Um, yeah. But then you get to the point, don't you, where you then just think, I just need to get something yeah. on the page. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's not good, not perfect. I just need to get points down and like get through this yeah well because you can't edit a blank page can you so it's yeah. <laughs> you've got to yeah you exactly. start. and then when you do it you're like why didn't I start this like I don't know it's either a task or it might even just be something like a big email that you've got to read and you're like yeah I'll do that in a minute oh I'm just gonna do this first I've got to do these things and then you finally get around to reading this email or doing the task and then you're like it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. It never is. 
it never is as bad as you think it's going to be. Because <laughs> that is another big element. I think we probably all feel a little bit is that is that fear of and when you're afraid of something, maybe you've got to do something, and it's a conversation with a colleague or a client or a supplier or where you know it's not going to be a nice conversation where you know yeah. there's it's going to be quite difficult that it's very easy to procrastinate on those isn't it and then all it does is sit there and stress stress you out because like stares at you doesn't it uh, yeah from your to-do exactly. list or in your inbox like oh yeah still and here exactly and it's such a relief when you you know I think I've um gotten better at it as I've gotten older though but if I think back to when I was at uni I used to leave essays really last minute like and um it was I don't really know why I did it but I think I I quite like the pressure of having Mm -hmm. to almost you know you just have to do it and you don't have a choice and it makes you focus a bit more I think if you put mm-hmm. yourself in that situation, although it also makes you feel very stressed. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm totally with you. Yeah, on the I'm flip side, you. you know, when you when I am actually, you know, getting stuff done and not leaving it to the last minute, I feel really smug. I've done yeah. it in plenty of time. <laughs> so I don't know. Isn't it weird? I would say I feel very similar, Jasmine. Like I do like the pressure of doing stuff and getting stuff off my list and having like quite strict deadlines with myself but at the same time if I'm really planned about things like I love a Friday where I've got my to-do list and it's all prioritized in the order I'm gonna do it and you're happily ticking things off throughout the day you're like somebody smug (laughs) might finish early today (laughs) but it is there was another profile I came across that was called the crisis maker and it was exactly that like you you work better almost under that pressure mm-hmm. so you you leave it purposely because basically you're not going to get it done unless you have that yep. time pressure and that and I think in the industry we work in anyway marketing and PR we have plenty of deadlines and pressure that, <laughs> that keep us constantly in that crisis maker mode so I think mm. um we probably all work quite well under those mm-hmm. conditions or at least we're very used to it anyway Mm. I Um, think also it's a a balance between because sometimes I do it because I think right I've got one big thing to do or I've got 10 little things and I can get more out the door Mm -hmm. so I'll Mm -hmm. do these things and get all that done and then I'll deal with that later (laughs) once everything else is sorted yeah but obviously that's not the right way to think about it (laughs) I think that leads very nicely into a very good tactic. And there is a very good book, Jasmine, that you need to read if you haven't already, which Jenny alluded to at the start, which is Eat That Frog. (laughs) And it's a great book to read. It's great, uh, like, tools and tactics for dealing with long to-do lists or big scary tasks or tasks that are um hard you don't really want to look forward you're not really Mm -hmm. looking forward to doing them they're boring perhaps or you're just not interested in them and they are your frogs yeah it's essentially it's this premise isn't it it's so good we we sort of talk about it quite a lot internally don't we We always recommend it to people and it's (laughs) then the premise is of of put my tongue back in my mouth the premise are you a frog (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> don't eat me. Um, <laughs> is, if you had to eat a frog every day, it's the thing you do first to mm-hmm. get it out of the way. Yeah. So yeah, you you kind of have your biggest, most important, and most impactful task, as you said, Becky, is your is your frog. So yeah, where Jasmine, you were saying it's really easy, isn't it, to do those little quick jobs that you're like, oh, this is nice and easy. I'll just tick loads mm. of these off. Yeah. Get it done. But you're still left with that big ugly what? frog at the end of the day that is staring it's at still you. Still staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you eat that first and you eat it in the morning. So you tackle it first so that once you've done that, the rest of your day is easier, nicer, and you feel really good about yourself because you've done that big, horrible task or yeah. scary task or whatever it is. And if you have two frogs, you have to eat the big one first. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's, is it, you know, when you're like younger and like kids, you always say, well, you save the best till last and you eat like... If you've got, yeah. I don't know, like chicken nuggets on your plate or something like that, you leave them till last because they're the best bit. Yeah. Pigs in blankets at Christmas. That's the oh, thing yeah. I leave till so last. <laughs> and the rest yeah. dinner. Exactly. Which is really, really interesting because my husband does the opposite. He eats the best first. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm. I'll see. Well, he does not eat that frog, does he? He does not. <laughs> <laughs> he has not read the book. <laughs> Just but no, like he's going for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> But it is, no, it's a really, we would definitely recommend to anybody listening that hasn't heard of it or hasn't read it. Um, it's quite a quick read. It's not, it's not huge, but it's really good at also helping you to break down. So that big, horrible frog, how you also break that down into smaller tasks and plan and prioritize. So it's definitely um, a good one to read. So that is what we talk about when we say eat that frog. <laughs> there's also um it's in the book as well there's some like different techniques and stuff so you can go through your workload or tasks it doesn't have to be at work it can also be in your home life mm-hmm. um of like different techniques of categorizing what's on your to-do list because like we've just said you always want to do the fun stuff first or the smaller things or things that you can do relatively easy but there's like four categories that you can put things into so there's stuff that you don't want to do but you need to do there's stuff that you want to do and you need to do stuff that you uh, want to do but you don't need to do and you don't want to do and you don't need to do it. So you can already get rid of the last one. Yeah. <laughs> don't waste your time Why, that. Say, why is that even a column? Get rid. <laughs> so we can get rid of that one already. But the first one, I don't want to do it, but I need to do it. That's your frog. And unfortunately, mm. it will. That, that is the one you need to tackle first. But it's that whole smug face, isn't it? Once you've done it, actually... You're so proud of yourself and you're like, right, now I can have a cup of tea with a biscuit. That was <laughs> <laughs> an extra reward. <laughs> God, we well know done, how to mate. live, don't we? We know how to live. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be drinking like, I don't know, gin or wine at like 10 <laughs> yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, fair. Well done, me. Stay done. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a glass of wine probably isn't appropriate, but no. Oh, it'd be nice. Um, but yeah, and we know, you know, and we, and the reason we're also talking about this as a subject for for the podcast today is because we do know, and particularly 
Like it is a bit of a problem, isn't it, for everyone procrastinating? But we also know that we're quite lucky. We work in an agency. We have a team around us. We have people to talk to when we come across problems, if we're fearful of a task or we don't know where to start, or we've got quite a lot of people to lean on. And sometimes, particularly if you're in-house in a marketing role, you could be on your own in that marketing team, or you could have a very small marketing team. And it can sometimes things can feel quite overwhelming. And that kind of procrastination can have quite a detrimental impact on your work life and your well-being. And you just get super stretched, don't you? So it's kind of why we're we're talking about it today and why we want to be able to give um, our random thoughts about it, about frogs and and the like. But there are, you know, and there are other ways. Um, I did, I attended a webinar. It was quite a while ago now, but it was with, um, they're called Big Fish Training, if anybody's interested. And they do specialize in PR training. So for both agency and in-house, and it was a whole, um, it was on procrastination. It was really, really interesting. And we had um, lots of discussion between all of us that were there, which was great. And there were some really useful tips around just reframing your your thoughts like when you start procrastinating think about what your personality is like identify what those personality traits are you know are you the crisis maker are you the perfectionist are you the worrier and then so you can identify what it is that's stopping you from getting on with the task and then you can reframe it a bit so instead of saying you know I have to do this it's like I get to do this and rather than it you know thinking that you don't have to finish this is one for me. You don't have to finish the task straight away. Just start it. Just get it, <laughs> mm-hmm. get it started. You don't have mm-hmm. to finish it and you're not a failure if you haven't. And, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect straight away. Just get that, as we were talking about earlier, get that draft down and worry yeah, about making, down. yeah, worry about making it look good afterwards. I think there's some things there as well. Like when we talk about the frog or the big task or whatever it is on your to-do list that you don't want to do or you have been procrastinating over like there are ways of like breaking it down so it's not this big scary task that's staring at you on your to-do list or in your inbox like there are ways to break it down so you can you don't have to do everything at once like you were saying Jenny just get something down on the paper but like just start it it might be I don't know, writing a whole feature or kind of thesis length article that you've got to do. Um, or it might just be like planning an event for a client. I don't mean just, that's a big task. I know, I've got only. Task, only. Uh, <laughs> but, many like, what, are the, what are the steps that you can take or what? how can you break it down into different things and set yourself different deadlines so that you have to do this little part to start with so it might be looking at dates or booking hotels or accommodation for example or it might be talking to who you want to attend to get their feedback on what the itinerary might look like so that you can build up to this big task or kind of end goal that you're aiming for so that it's not really big and scary because like big tasks are scary whether it's a 5,000 word article you've got to write or inviting lots of media to an event or um, I don't know, pitching big, stories to the media. Marketing plan for, know, the, for the next website. year. A new website. Yeah. <laughs> Budgets. <laughs> like, there's loads of things that are scary, but what can we do to break it down into smaller, like bite-sized chunks so that they are manageable and they're not daunting every day mm. and therefore you're procrastinating and doing other things because ultimately time disappears, doesn't it? And then you're going to 
be left with a deadline that's next week and you've now got to write your 5,000 word article or do your next year's mm. marketing plan. Then you are rewarding yourself with wine, aren't you, at the end of it? Because you're <laughs> at doing 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you are. Um, <laughs> I think but one of another one of the things I took away from this um, webinar workshop, which I thought was really, really good takeaway. They were talking about actually um, where we've talked before about fear. They were saying, you know, know that your worth is safe. So your worth is not judged on this particular piece of work. Like you're so much more than this particular piece of work that you're doing. So don't feel like everyone's going to judge your worth and how good you are on this particular piece of work that you're a bit scared of. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easy for us to focus on the less than perfect stuff than it is all the other brilliant stuff that we do. And no one else is judging. They're all there to you know you're all there to work together and get to an end goal so I I thought that was a good you know a good thing to take away from it just again for that fear of creating whatever the work is you're doing and showing it to someone and that fear of them going oh my god what a pile of insert expletive here (laughs) And, and and you worry about that and you worry that people will judge you for it but actually like take that worry away and you know you can you can overcome that I agree and I think there's also like an element of just being kind to yourself like yeah we do all have like big jobs and scary jobs and there's a there's nice things that we have to do and things that you might not enjoy as much or things that are harder than other things and that'll totally be different for every person and we all enjoy different things don't we um otherwise it'll be boring um so I think yeah there is an element of being kind to yourself but also honest with the work that you're doing so if you're looking at your to-do list and thinking oh my god how am I going to do this is actually being reasonable with yourself thinking like for me I love a list so I always have a list I also like a deadline whether there is an impending deadline or not to set myself deadlines mm-hmm. if there's not one so that I've got something to work to work towards and that's a little bit on me wanting a little bit of pressure for myself I guess so that I've got Mm -hmm. a deadline but then also like thinking about how much time each thing is going to take so that I know whether it's reasonable or not to expect whether it's myself to do it or someone else to do it or if someone's given me the brief to do if I've reasonably got enough time to actually do a good job because what we also in all of this is like we want to be able to do as good a job as possible so we need to give our time self as much time as possible so we need to beat away some of that procrastination station mm-hmm. as we can. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually reading something that um, said to change your bad habits. And I don't know if you'll like this point, Becky, but um, <laughs> one of them was around um, your emails being a big distraction. And if there aren't any frogs in your inbox, ignore your inbox. And, <laughs> and no. come, back, come back to your inbox once you've eaten your frogs. Yeah, I do. I do think. I do think there's an element of like getting rid of distractions when you're doing a big job. So, like, if 
momentarily you've got your email <laughs> Vom. Uh, I think I can see her coming out in like <laughs> a rash um, if there is like a big task like I know when I was I did an integrated comms management course and I really had to write this assignment and there was definitely an element of procrastination from me but what I really needed to do to myself was remove distraction so for I don't know an hour in the morning or two hours when I was taking chunks to do it I would close my emails or turn off teams for example and that really helped me like get away from the distraction on a regular basis absolutely not I can't cope with my emails not being open or <laughs> knowing what's going on or not having teams open because I'm the I'm that kind of person I need to know what's happening and I'm fully aware that someone will call me if there's an emergency they need to call me but I also need to know what's going on so yes in some cases yes fine Fine. (laughs) saying that through gritted teeth and then Uh twitch I think her eyes twitching as well a little bit I know on a regular basis no I can't cope yeah I know what you mean I think as long as you check as long as you check in on your email on a regular enough basis so that you're going back in a timely manner to people Mm -hmm. then yeah don't don't let it because actually that pesky outlook alerts that's the thing that mm. constructors as it pops up you know these things binging yeah. and we've got all sorts trying to take our attention in that way haven't we depending on what platforms you use you know slack teams emails you've got your phone binging with you know client whatsapp groups <laughs> you've got you know you've got so much trying to take your attention that you know i think you're absolutely right there are times like if you've got a big ugly frog that you're like, I just need this chunk of a couple mm-hmm. of hours to I mean, put my head I, down I, and do it. I also think there's a bit of transparency there as well. Like for like a team like us, if that's what we're going to do, great. Put it on the calendar that you are not available for an mm-hmm. hour or two so that the team knows. So mm. if um, someone's trying to get hold of you, whether it's a client or another member of the team or a supplier or a partner, um, they know that you're working on something and it's eyes down and you're getting on with it, but also know when you're going to be back online and doing yeah. it and getting on with it or that there's someone else that can pick up what needs to be picked up at the time. Yeah. I think there's just, yeah, a little bit of planning, but I mean, sometimes. But yeah, but setting like boundaries are really important as well. I think, you know, being able to set, in, and as we said before, both in work and like home life, you need to be able to, and that's part of our people pleasing, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I went to a, it was with Big Fish and they did a whole session on the problem with people pleasing in PR. I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> absolutely. But with it's what we naturally do. And sometimes it's at the detriment of mm. our own work or our own well-being, because we're just constantly like, yeah, no, I want to be as helpful as possible to absolutely everybody. And and you know, that's not always the most effective. So you're absolutely right, putting in good boundaries and sort of saying, um, communicating them and saying, right, team, I'm heads down doing this for a couple of hours. You're not going to hear from me. <laughs> and then you'll hear from me in a bit. And I think that's a, a good idea. And I think um, that's also a way of pushing yourself to eat your frog or whatever you want to call it, because you've got that time period yeah. to do it. And if you don't do it in that, the doors open and all your distractions come back. So I think mm. it's, that's also another good way of adding yeah. those pressures or whatever you need to like push yourself to do it wow I think I think if we're not careful we're going to go into the the realms of something entirely different <laughs> from, from procrastination what else but, would we like to talk I about know, yeah. but um, back to work. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Should we just actually just hover around here for a bit? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's more we can talk about rather than get on with that job that none of us want to go and do. Um, but thank you both very much for a really interesting discussion. Um, I think I think everyone can relate to it. And I think we've all got our own little procrastination styles, haven't we? Um, if we were to sum up, I think it's exactly that, like identify why you think you procrastinate so that you can kind of head it off when you feel it coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, like reframe things, as we were saying, you know, rather than like, I'm not going to be able to get to finish it, just start it. Just start. Read, eat that, eat that frog, because <laughs> it's brilliant. Um and thank you very much for listening. Um, if you would like to get in touch, please do. You can reach us via our website, which is adpr.co.uk, or drop us an email at hello at adpr.co.uk. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on, well, procrastination. Maybe you've got a big job you want to put off. Email us instead of doing a <laughs> big job. And we'll um, tell you to do it. <laughs> yeah. um, or if you have any other subjects, you think we should be talking about on the podcast please do get in touch we would absolutely love to hear from you um otherwise we'll see you next time bye